And hello, everybody. Everybody, hello. This is a Cheaper Than Therapy podcast special. Um, this is all going to be about politics, or as I like to call it, politics, because it's politics spoken amongst people who are not politicians. But uh, we do grasp the, the information like um, everyday human beings, because that's where we are, and we are, goddamn, we're Americans. We are? Yeah, we are. I have here Chris. You like to say your last name or no? Uh, it depends what mood I'm in, but I figure since we are doing a political yeah. themed uh, podcast, I will state my last name, which is Kennedy. So you can always refer to me like my phone does as Mr. President or yes. President Kennedy. And we also have here, we have uh, Alexa. Can you say hi? I pronounce that hi, but text to speech is always improving and I might not have it quite right. Boom. See? So, um, is she our fact checker? <laughs> she's our fact checker. Um, and on top of that, we have questions for her and um, questions that everybody wants to ask because apparently uh, the CIA has been tampering with uh, domestic investigations rather than foreign investigation. So we're going to ask Alexa the first question. Alexa, what is the CIA? The Central Intelligence Agency the Civilian Foreign Intelligence Service of the U.S. government, tasked with gathering, processing and analyzing national security information from around the world, primarily through the use of human intelligence. Hmm. That's ironic because we asked her that question a few minutes ago and she explicitly said that the CIA operates like foreign. foreignly yeah. and not domestically, which is kind of... See, you know, thanks to WikiLeaks now, basically changing the history as we go along. Yes, the CIA rewrote um, Google, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) and it's getting fucking terrifying because of this shit is happening. Because, what you call it? Just before I got here, um, I was talking to uh, this military vet. Dude's like ninety three years old, and um, he was saying that the thing that shocked him the most about what's happening now is that. uh, it was something that he saw on the news about that they're changing history books to 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 the point that it doesn't say anything. It, it puts like a, a positive spin on slavery kind of thing. And he, he found that disturbing. And I was like, yeah, I find that disturbing too. And that's on top of what uh, Ben Carson said about the whole thing about uh, slaves or immigrants. Even though Obama basically said the same yeah, Obama thing. Obama said the same thing, that slaves are immigrants. Both of them are like... To me, it's just like you overstep. You're making light of a heavy situation. That's that's what I took that as. Slavery is a heavy situation. You're saying that, oh, yeah, slaves are immigrants. Ben Carson is just that. He's been taking L's ever since he ran for president. People don't know what's going on with him. Um... I don't know where his loyalty lies, but I think it just lies with him. Like, he's going to do what's best for him and what's best for business kind of thing. So, as far as I know it, um, saying that is what's best for business. Right? More or less. And also kind of going with the CIA mm-hmm. and what you just said about like how everyone's like rewritten writing the history books. One of my favorite books is 1984. Uh-huh. And like the quote, in that book uh, goes by, goes like, who controls the past controls the future, and who controls the present controls the past. And the whole thing kind of with that book was 
kind of almost like big brother and where control ultimately lies and could this be i guess the government or some faction wants to rewrite history to kind of control our future and in a way they're going to control us by what we know about the past yeah i mean who's to say that this hasn't already happened oh yeah yeah Um, what uh what happened when the Romans took some I I am paraphrasing and I'm sure they I, took a lot of people. Yeah, but they <laughs> what they, something about somebody burned a lot of books in the past. Well, the Nazis did too. Yeah, they burned a lot of books and books that can't be uh, can't be replaced. And um, basically, you just you just uh, formatted history by doing something like that. And that's what I think. What uh, they're trying to do here, but. You know, I guess there's a lot of people who are uh, putting quotations who are woke, <laughs> thanks to the internet. The fact that uh, you could basically pass information around freely with a matter of seconds. A lot of people are getting this information, and which is kind of it's a good thing and a bad thing because just as uh, as positive as it is to pass like information uh, quick within like a matter of seconds, but you can also pass like negative shit. And that's not really fact-checked just as quick. Or like ISIS, use it for recruitment. You can use it for recruitment. You can actually put a spin on what uh, your enemy is doing, and you can use that for recruitment. Because I've, uh, they said that, uh, I mean, the whole thing was with ISIS, they're saying that they're using Guantanamo Bay as a recruitment tool. Like, hey, look what they're doing to our people, kind of thing. Even though, what is it, like, over, like, half of the inmates that we released from Gitmo winds up back in the battlefield fighting us again. Really? Yeah. I didn't know about that. Thanks, Obama, for letting them all out, or at least a good chunk of them. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> I, you know, I thought I wasn't going to hear that anymore. Oh, I'll say it for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> can't blame him. Trump, Trump nukes some country. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> you, can't blame, you can't blame him for everything that's, that's uh, happening. Yeah, I can. Just, I know what, what what's happening is that everybody blames the previous president for what's happening now kind of thing. And I mean, with uh, with all due respects, that's fine. But it's like, when is it going to stop? Because they're still blaming Clinton for what's happening now. Just and, like Bush. Yeah. And they're still blame, blaming Reagan for what's happening now. It's like it's a never-ending story kind of thing. Eventually, you just have to take your L's. And just be like, yeah, we're fucking up. We're going to see if we can get this shit. Uh, we can write this uh, this shit kind of thing. But I see that that's not really going to happen. But we're going to get into what we're really here for, which is the fun of this podcast. Even though uh, what's happening now is not really a fun situation. But I mean, hey, isn't it cool to know that you have some type of backup just in case of shit happens since the CIA is... Uh, Basically collecting all of our data. But the question is, would they really give it back to you in case you... Well, let's say that you like deleted an email or something. something really heavy, like uh, you have a project, like a video or something like that, and your, your computer gets fucked up. Could they, <laughs> could they basically go back like three days before the fuck up really happens and then just give you that, like, all that data... From your computer. I don't know. Like, how about someone like myself? If I'm shooting like two plus terabytes of footage a day. Yeah. Think they really back that up? Oh, thank you. We have Delgado you, here who helped us. Being a host. He basically gave us some water. But, 
Yeah, man. I really think that uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty cool. There's a lot of things that there's a lot of positives that I could see that could uh, take place just because of uh, CIA watching this. But there's a lot of negatives because what's that saying that I keep on hearing nowadays? Like, um, oh man, what's the shit? What's that? What's that word when uh, when people say privacy? Wow, can't believe that. <laughs> that I forgot the like word. A privacy. second grade uh, rating level word. Yeah. <laughs> privacy. That's a word that um, not a lot of people know, like not a lot of millennials know about nowadays because there's no such thing as privacy anymore because everything is online. Everybody puts everything online. Everybody is, um, everybody refuses to keep things to themselves. There's no such thing as a secret. So it just seems like CIA is basically following suit. Like, oh, okay, since everybody doesn't want to keep any secrets, uh, let us throw our hands into the into the pile right now. Well, I think they kind of did it because, uh, like, obviously the NSA was kind of the first group, at least that I'm aware of, that would do this wiretapping mm-hmm. to this degree as far as, like, your, in emails and bank records and uh-huh. phones and internet, email, TV, all that. And I think it was just... Obviously, if the CIA wants some information the NSA had, you have to obviously go through some loops and barrel rolls and could take some time. If, and if it's a pressing investigation, you need this stuff now, then it's like, well, instead of waiting on them, I'll need to do it ourselves. That's kind of why I think they did this. And, and still, it's like, why are they spying on us? I mean, it's in their mandate to spy internationally and not here on us. And it's, And still, should the government even be spying on us in the first place? I mean, we have our Bill of Rights. We have unwarranted search and seizures. And that's like, what, the Fourth Amendment or something. Mm-hmm. And this, without a doubt, is violating our rights. And, like, it's not it's not bad for the government to have these capabilities, but use them legally speaking the way it's always been. And if the government suspects so-and-so of being a terrorist, they'd okay, go to a judge or, like, the FISA or whatever, and they'd get the warrants necessary to do this type of investigation. Instead of just downloading everything and storing it indefinitely. It's like they already pulled the trigger, but then later on, that's when they start to do all the paperwork of like, yeah, this person who we already have the data from, we, we suspect him from uh, of being a terrorist. We already pulled his data like months ago, but we're just, we're just giving you an okay. What's that? Uh, it's better to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission kind of shit. Mm-hmm. That's what they're basically doing to us. And another thing about this whole thing that's going on is that um, <clears throat> uh, they have like uh, what was this malware and all this uh, these viruses that basically what the CIA can do. I'm not sure if they've done it yet. They can actually say that let's say they can say that Russia has attacked us and attacked the CIA or attacked any government building or any U.S. business. And say that they use this kind of uh, technology or some shit like that. Yeah. They, they, have, they could do that. Yeah, basically, if I was to hack your computer, there would be some digital footprint showing, oh, Chris hacked Pat. Yeah. So instead of the breadcrumbs leading back to me, if I use this particular software yeah. to hack you, it would actually leave a, a footprint or a trail back to Russia. Yeah. So it could, could, and here we're going all, all conspiracy now. Yeah. Obviously, since people think that there's some involvement between Russia mm-hmm. and Trump. Could it have been the Obama administration using something like the CIA and this particular software yeah. to hack into the Trump towers and all that, which actually we now know this week that there was a FISA, two FISA 
requests to spy to Trump mm-hmm. and Trump Tower and all that stuff. And could it have been the CIA actually doing it, not Russia? And there's this breadcrumb leading to Russia, even yeah. though Russia was not that's, that's, uh, part of it. That's the thing that came up with the whole WikiLeaks, with this whole thing about CIA. And I was like, oh, shit, could this be possible? Because in, in future, this could happen. Like, let's say that uh United States really wants to... Like, oh, uh, you know what? We, we're not really a fan of Australia. They have, oh, we found oil in Australia or some shit like that. Like, they have, like, a lot of oil that we want. Yeah, hey, we just found, like, the biggest reserve in Alaska this last week. Oh. But let's say that happened in Australia. <laughs> and you know yeah, what? Trump wants it. Yeah, Trump wants it. They need some freedom in Australia. We can, uh, the CIA, or we can, since uh, we're all Americans right here, <laughs> we can basically have uh, breadcrumbs that say that, oh, they attacked us first. Uh, digitally, so we can actually attack them, kind of shit, and it will show to a T that they actually did it, even though they didn't. Which that is terrifying. That is terrifying because it's like there's no truth at all. There's there's no truth amongst thieves. And I mean, or honor for that matter. Thieves. Yeah, <laughs> honor amongst thieves. There's none of that. I mean, we're in the wild wild west right now. <laughs> yeah, and going back to the Russians and Trump, and I've been telling people this since. People started bringing it up in September. I'm like, why would the Russians want Trump in the White House mm-hmm. over Hillary? I mean, you look at it. Okay, is Russia an ally of the United States? More or less. But, okay, if they're an enemy, let's say, let's say would they want the United States to have a strong military? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And you look at how Trump ran for president. You look at what he's doing now with increasing our defense spending. Would you want someone who would drastically increase our military spending, our size of our military, our R&D, our capabilities, our carriers, everything, or have someone who would continue what Obama did with dismantling the military in ways that even the Soviets could not do as far as the cuts, the all that. And I, I, I think if I was the Russians, I'd much rather want Hillary in the White House instead of Trump. That's true. You got a point. You got a point. But it just, you know, to go with the narrative... It just seems like, it just seems right that the Russians would go with Trump. I mean, that's the narrative that uh, that I see. I told you, just like I told you uh, when we had see the from the mainstream of, media who yeah, has their agenda from from everything that they're from the, from that narrative because that's that's basically the only narrative that I see. Like because they have their panties up in a bunch because they thought that Hillary would have won. Even Russia, I think, like the election day, like oh Hillary won, woohoo! And boom, it's like Brexit. What happened? Trump won. We did not see this coming. There was, and I think that's even why like Hillary did not have a like a concession speech when she lost because like she was expecting yeah, victory. Was really All expect- the polls show that she would was supposed to win. Hair, man, I've been saying that the the longest time, man. the The whole thing with the the presidency was it was the tortoise in the hair. Because Hillary, she thought that she had this in the bag. She thought that she could just basically coast through this whole fucking presidency. And then what happened? The people will happen. That's what happened. The people happen. Silent majority <laughs> spoke up. Yeah, so it was like... And she didn't even campaign in a lot of those battleground states, like Wisconsin and I think Michigan or something. And she thought she had it. Exactly. She, she thought she, she had, had those states in the bag because, historically speaking, they kind of swing yeah. more blue with the Democrats yeah. and not Republican. And I forgot those people who were actually on the road, like those uh, 20-something uh, age people who are actually on the road with these campaigns. And they were saying, like, if you would have actually been... At these battlegrounds, you could have seen that how Trump is going to win this compared to what they were showing on TV. 
And every they were saying that even before the election, like Trump is going to win. That yeah. was the atmosphere that I, I was getting. Like, you know what? This dude has made it this far. I can see him winning. So this, yo, so far two years has been full of fucking upsets. Uh, the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> what what kind of fucking upset was that? The fucking uh, NBA playoffs, the finals. They had a three one lead, and they lost a three one lead. Everything. Yo, and even politically with Brexit. Brexit. Everything is like, yo, everybody is doing shit that is... Everybody's not okay with the norm. That's what, that's what I'm getting the vibe of. Because um, even while the uh, while everybody was running for president and everything like that, you had this whole feeling that it was like, yo, everybody is not okay with the status quo, and we all want something different. Bernie Sanders came into the picture, and he was supposed to be this whole little, like, this lefty radical... Like, yo, I am the different. I am the change that you want because I, I am not this. I'm not that kind of thing. Then Donald Trump came in and then he was the right version of Bernie Sanders. He was like a bizarro Superman kind of shit. It was like everybody was was it was like, yo, you either go far left or you go far right. The thing we're going these fucking extremes is that I think the majority of people I have in my heart. I feel that the majority of people are like really in the middle kind of thing. It's like nobody's really. Like far right, far left. We had this conversation uh, when we went to go eat some wings. I'm like, nobody. But you say that you're far right. I don't think you're far right, man. I don't think that. Who me? Yeah. Well, you uh, can't be far. Everybody, you can't well, be you, far. You, this you, you, can't you, you get far. You you get far right. Being like anarchy, like so little government, there's anarchy. I believe in just enough government to hold everybody in line. So I think. Obviously, as far as government mm-hmm. and civics goes, I am far right, but not anarchist level. Mm-hmm. But socially speaking, I'm definitely more like in the middle ground and mm-hmm. stri- like straight libertarian on that front. Because I think there are certain issues which the federal government should have no say in the matter, which should be left to the state because we have the Tenth Amendment. We have federalism for that very matter. We have states that have some power. And you look at it today, they don't have any power. Mm. So, and so, like, yeah, I, I think. Overall, I it may seem like I am very far right, but what where I I've not changed my beliefs ever. So I think, yeah, you, I think you, back in the Clinton days, like twenty years ago, mm-hmm. I would have been considered right down the middle. Mm-hmm. But it's just because the pendulum has swung so far to the left this, this last ever since Bush, really, because Bush like it may have been a Republican, but he's not a conservative. He's not right. So I think just the way the pendulum swung so far to the left that how so how so. Because my whole thing was that um, I, I, I never, I mean, it doesn't matter who's in office. My whole family is all like, it doesn't matter who's in fucking office. Nobody's going to do for you. You got to do for yourself kind of thing. So if you want to get a better job, you got to find a better job kind of shit. So I, I've been brought up in that kind of way. So You don't feel entitled to just sit on the couch, get paid for it? No, nah, I wish. Man, I wish, dude. <laughs> I swear to God, I do wish for something like that to happen. I mean, hey, if there's some uh, cash cow out there who wants to, you know, to to get at me, I'm right here. Yeah. At right FN Tripod. Yes. <laughs> but for what you call it, I don't, but you said that Bush was so like, you say that he was kind of more lefty. He was more oh, yeah. of a lefty than he was right. I need to know how. I need to know how. And because every time I had a conversation about Bush with someone. It was always like a negative thing. 
the only people who who've, who've ever said something positive about Bush has been like people who have uh, served in the military. You know what I mean? But for the most part, I think people who served in the military, they got a little bit of brainwashing them. There's a, a little bit of Manchurian candidate in them. Right, Delgado? <laughs> at, at the essence of this, um, as far as left versus right, um, and here in America, because it's different in Europe, mm-hmm. um, the right traditionally has always been small, limited government. Or pretty much the way the system was designed when the founding fathers kind of formed the three branches of government and how that was all held in line with limits through the Bill of Rights. Mm -hmm. The left is the complete opposite. The left is more of a progressive mindset and progressive, I mean, this Fabian socialist that came out of Europe in the early 1900s with a big government mentality. So instead of where the right believes that the balance of power resides with the people Mm -hmm. through the states where the power should be split up. So it's just like... Like a tree thing, like it's checks no, and balances. Like okay. you, you look at how our system is designed. There's endless checks and balances, where like people talk about checks and balances between, you know, the executive branch versus the legislature versus the judicial. But the founding fathers also set another set of checks through the states. Mm-hmm. Originally speaking, we the people never voted for the senators. The Senate was chosen by the state legislatures. So we live in Florida. So Tallahassee would choose the two senators to go to Washington that way. The states would have some say of what goes on in Washington. And it's not like that now because of the progressive era in the 1900s through the Wilson administration that they added the 17th Amendment, which gave us the people the power to vote for the state, uh, the senators and not the states. And you look at it this way. I, I always use John McCain as this example. You look at what state does he represent? John McCain? He represents... Wait... Or, no, no. It begins with an A. I know, I know. Give me a second. Arkansas? No. Uh, Arizona. God damn it. I was close. Which I was close. Obviously, Arizona <laughs> is a more conservative state, So, mm-hmm. and obviously on the border. So what do you think that Arizona would be for or against what Trump is thinking as far as immigration? They'd be more for, you'd yeah. expect. They'd want yeah. more security or whatever that would mean. Mm-hmm. But you look at... John McCain. He was part of the Gang of Eight that did this whole, you know, amnesty thing under Obama, which did not go through when the Supreme Court shut it down. So he's very pro-immigration as far as granting amnesty. So does he serve his state? He does not in that respect. Mm-hmm. So, but the the people are easily swayed, and that's one of the ways to upset power that the progressives did, in my opinion, by first bastardizing the Senate because the Senate was never formed to be like that. And so we have it basically two houses in the legislature branch that do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And there was much debate during the founding of this country, like why should we should have two houses of Congress and one was for the people and the other was for the States. But now we have two houses for the people. And so like, why bother? And, so, oh, but they're not going to get rid of that. No, that just means that it's it's Washington giving up some of their power. And oh. in history, speaking, whenever governments have control, they never give get rid of their power. It's like the Caesars. It's like like all like the bat like the barbarians are at the gates. We need to swear in Caesar to give him all this power to do what needs to be done now because we can't wait on on the Senate to vote. Mm-hmm. 
And okay, so he gives Caesar the power and he does not get rid of the power. It's always been like that. So Washington is never going to take their power back. History, y'all. That's what just happened. We're going to ask, I'm going to ask uh, Siri a question. Not Siri, my bad. Alexa. We can ask Siri because I do have my iPhone here. Alexa, what's the difference between Republicans and Democrats? Good talk. And she just shut down. <laughs> she shut down. I think the CIA <laughs> shut her down. <laughs> We're asking too many questions. Oh, we could ask Siri too, can't we? Okay, let's ask. Let's ask Siri. If Let's see if she's got something for us. Hey, Siri, what is the difference between Republicans and Democrats? Let's see. Okay, I found this on the web for what is the difference between Republicans and Democrats. And she just basically brings up <laughs> half a dozen or so articles from sources. I don't like one is from answers.com. The other is from diffin.com and difference between.net. So I'm like, are these even, this is fake news right here. That's what Trump would say. This is fake news articles. It's an Apple company. It says it has something to do with Apple, but all right, let's go into uh, our cabinet picks. Cause that's what our, our topic is for the day. It's going to be, uh, we're going to, cause as you know, that uh, Trump has a total of woo, 24. Is it? It's 20 something. I think it is four. Yeah. 20, 24. Trump, uh, President Donald Trump has formally announced that the 24 people listed below will be serving with uh, with him on his cabinet. He has 24 people in his cabinet. So what we're going to do is that we're going to see these cabinet positions and we're going to fill it up with people who we deem as better uh, equipped for the job than the 24 that Trump picked. And, and it could be also like fictitious people fictitious. or movie characters or even real life people yeah, like history real, or yes. living or all just... that people living or dead. Doesn't matter. Fictitious. You can have heroes. You can have villains. Doesn't matter. We're just going to see who is villains better. like we have now. Yeah. Yes, exactly. We can we can have all those people. Doesn't matter. And on top of that, you have to explain why you pick these people because you just can't say like some random name can't say like Sherlock Holmes or something like that and it's and you're like nah just because no nah, no nah. don't just put just a face we need a we need a resume of why this person needs this position and we're going to start off with I don't know what's your bottom of your list but the bottom of my list is administrator of small business yep that's the same one tonight. that's the one that you got uh the one that uh, Trump has is Linda E McCohen I got no idea who that is. Yeah, me neither. But um, Chris, you going to go off with your first one? Yeah, my first person is George Bailey, who was Jimmy Stewart's character in It's a Wonderful Life. And my favorite filmmaker has always been Frank Capra. And he his films have always had the same kind of main character. And George Bailey was a small person. And he went against a big evil person who was actually one of my cabinet picks later on down this list <laughs> a little, right. little tease but like it's like george bailey had a lot of charisma to him and he like even and he was a small business owner he ran like the bailey like father or bailey housing and loan or something he was like a giving give gave people loans to get out of potterville so they can move into better houses so i think he definitely had a heart 
And that's what Washington needs a little bit of heart. So heart and charisma is why I chose uh, George Bailey. Oh, okay. Um, I picked Papa Smurf because uh, he's a small person, and um, he ran that whole Smurf village while whilst I think that's where you're supposed to use that word while still getting chased by a cat, a big cat, and an old guy who wanted to cook him, and none of his people never got cooked or eaten by the big cat. So Papa Smurf is going to be my uh, administrator of small business. We're going to the next one. <laughs> Okay, uh, administrator of the Environmental Protection Agency. As as right now, we got Scott Pruitt. You think he's related to Pruitt? The- I was just thinking that. <laughs> we have this. We had an instructor at AI whose last name was Pruitt. Hey, that's after me though, was it? Huh? Yeah, but uh, this guy of ooh, what? I mean, administrator of environmental protection. So this person is like, um, they just didn't protect the environment, no? Um, hopefully. Hopefully? Anyway, my pick for the EPA was uh-huh. uh, Mark Watney, which was uh, Matt Damon's character from The Martian. Because you figure, like, he was he was like some okay. like botanist or something with yeah. plants. And if you can figure out how to grow potatoes on the surface of Mars, uh-huh. you must know a thing or two about the environment. True, true. Um, that's a good, that's a good selection. I went with, uh, Captain America. No, Captain Planet. <laughs> that's a that's difference my, right there. That's, that's my, uh, pick. Just because, um, I mean, he basically wants to put the power in you kind of thing. Your, the power is yours, first and foremost. Um, he can embody anything that we need. Like, yo, we need more water. So he'll just turn into water and he'll just, uh, make it rain on him. Or he could turn into earth. You could turn into anything that has something to do with the rings that those five uh, minorities have. And I think there's only one person in there who was uh, a white guy, and that was fire. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, yeah, the, there was a Russian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, look at that. We need a Captain America movie. <laughs> they had everybody well, in yeah, there. Yeah, he is Hydra, after all. Who? Captain America. Oh, I said Captain America. Captain Planet. No, but I mean, you're just getting me confused since you said Captain yeah. America first. <laughs> All right, so that is that one. Let me go on to the next one. Look at that. My phone just went to sleep. Okay, and the following one is... Okay, Director of Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA. So who's uh, Trump's pick for that? Uh, Mike... Pompeo. Pompeo, Pompeo. I had some. I heard some decent things about him. I think Have you definitely... haven't heard? You want we can ask uh, Alexa about him. Alexa, who is Mike Pompeo? Good talk. <laughs> he's not. He's not answering. Every time we come across something, every time we talk about the CIA, she's just not answering, yo. She's not answering at all. Alexa. Alexa. Who is Mike Pompeo? Michael Richard Mike Pompeo is an American politician who is the director of the Central Intelligence Agency. Alexa, is he a good person? Give it a call. Alexa. Is Mike... Oh, shit. <laughs> I fucked up. With too much pressure. Cancel. <laughs> Alexa. Is Mike Pompeo 
a good person? Hmm, I don't know. But you can take a look at the Bing search link I added in the Alexa app. Oh, okay. Thanks. Good talk. <laughs> so who's your pick for uh, the head, the director of the CIA? I picked um, Miles Messervy, who is better really known as M from the James Bond series. Okay. So you figure, okay, so M was in charge of MI6 in oh, Great Britain. Who? But, okay, so that's the guy. That's the old one. Historic, like, well, not sorry, me in history. Ian Fleming, yeah. his character, M, the okay. name was Miles Messervy. Okay. Actually, they, they, they never said his that. last name, at least in the Fleming novels. I think okay. his last name is used in more of, like, the more recent books. But he, his first name definitely was Miles, obviously M, mm-hmm. head of MI6. Okay. So, you figure, he's thinking he knows a thing or two about intelligence. Yeah. And not to mention, he holds Bond's leash. So, must be a really cool guy. All right, that's your pick. That's a good pick. I went for um, the director of Shield, none other than uh, Colson. Not Colson. Oh, the new one. Oh, 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 uh, Fury. Fury. Nick Fury. Because, um, but Fury did give it to Colson though, before, and then Colson dropped out in, in Shield and uh, yeah. Agents of Shield. Yeah, but no, I'm going for I'm going for um, Samuel Jackson. I'm going for Fury. Fury just because just because he's. He held that position longer than anyone else, and then I mean, you know what? He did held it while they were it was under Hydra. Like they were, I, Hydra was uh, infiltrating that whole shit. But he foresaw any kind. Of, at yeah. least in in the movies, he knew, he, yeah, he knew what the fuck was yeah. going on. And I mean, I gotta go with Samuel Jackson just so I can have somebody <laughs> who can curse. I need somebody who can who could really convey what I'm trying to say. Because while you're playing this game right here. It's best if you play it with drinks. And on top of that, you got to think of yourselves as a president. So in case if uh, you do get hit, if you get if you get killed or something, you have people to follow up who's going to be the vice president and all the other shit. But we're going to get to the vice president and stuff later on. All right. So that's our list for um, for the head of the CIA. Now we're going to go to director of the Office of Management and Budget. Ooh. Okay, piggybacking on uh, my Capra list, uh, oh. my choice is Mr. Potter, who was the bad guy from It's a Wonderful Life. Because figure, he's a really rich guy, okay. really sleazy, and willing to put people in dumps to save money. Hmm. So I think we need someone, especially in Washington, who knows how to run a budget. Really? I went with Scrooge McDuck because he has a money bin, and everybody tries to take his money bin, but he always seems to get his money back, or more so. <laughs> So I went with Scrooge McDuck because every time, every movie you ever see him in, Christmas Story, he's always frugal with his money, which means that he'll be frugal with America's money. So it's like, no, you're not going to get no frills. We're all going to be on a no frills list. And uh, nobody, it's not, you're not going to have a lot of amenities, amenities, amenities. You're not going to get no special treatment kind of shit just because, you know, just because you're, you're hurting kind of thing. You just got to work harder. Just pork and graft. Yeah. So that's why I pick uh, Scrooge McDuck. So we're going to go on. To, oh, and the person who's running that right now is Mike Mulvaney. Mulvaney. Yeah. Sounds like an Which a, is a, it? Italian. Mike Mulvaney. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. Representative of United States. To the United Nations. Uh Uh-oh, this is the person who represents you when you go to the United Nations. So this person is basically the face of the U.S. Or Trump. 
or Trump? No, I'm talking about you. <laughs> the person who who's doing this is Nikki R. Haley. Wasn't she like governor of South Carolina or something before? Anyway, my my pick was um, <laughs> Jefferson Smith, mm. staying true to my this Frank is the Frank Capra love. Yeah, and the whole United States. Yeah, Jefferson Smith. Okay, which go. my favorite movie of all time is Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Okay, so an everyday guy, mm-hmm. he loves America. So definitely a patriot, and he's he stood for what's right. He filibustered in the Senate to get his bill. It wasn't really passed, but at least to fight corporations and greed and this movie is 1938 and mm-hmm. it's so relevant today so it's a very nice guy and that's why i picked jefferson smith okay well um i picked uh there's a washington character from uh damn what's that movie from uh training day not training day nah that's too aggressive <laughs> too aggressive for that's the representation of America? Nah, it's too much. Man on fire. No, no. What's the... That's a good one. That's a good one. But I'm talking about the Fences. one with Tom Cruise with, with Tom Hanks. Is it Case of Philadelphia? Philadelphia? Ooh. What's the name I of that remember. movie? I don't want to change my page because... That movie. Well, that Denzel Washington is because he was reserved. That was the only movie that he really didn't scream in. But he had a lot of things to say. The dialogue was uh, impeccable. Even Thanks. though... Huh? Basic? No, not basic. With Tom Hanks. <laughs> With Tom Hanks. <laughs> um, Alexa, what movie is Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington in? And she shut off. Alexa, what movie is Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington in? The film that Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington are the cast members of is Philadelphia. Just Philadelphia. Thank you, Alexa. Uh, the movie is Philadelphia, and this movie he had a lot of uh, dialogue in. Not a lot of. He didn't scream that much because most of his movie he is screaming and he's saying that he's giving you a guarantee. But this movie right here, I think he would. He's he played a lawyer, and I think that's what we really need over there. Somebody who could bullshit the truth, kind of. Like they said, well, why are your troops over here? I need I need somebody who's over there who can tell the UN that our troops are over here because that's the right thing to do. And God damn it, America is the right country to do it. <laughs> so that's why I pick... Uh, On that note. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I pick, uh, what you call it, Desert Washington. Okay, and we're going for the next one. Director of National Intelligent... Uh, oh, yeah, Director of National Intelligent. Designated to Daniel Coast. That's who I got right now. What is this person's job? Um, I have no idea. Alexa, what is the job of the director of National Intelligence? Sorry, I don't know the answer to your question. Good talk. <laughs> Good talk. <laughs> she doesn't know the answer to it. Um... Okay, let's just say that this person is in uh, charge of um, Alexa. What is the job of national intelligence? Sorry, I didn't understand the question I heard. Yeah. What did you get, Chris? <laughs> My pick was uh, Edward Snowden. Oh, that's a good I, pick. I think we're, we should be willing to have someone who is a whistleblower who... Kind of that's a good who, who knows a thing or two about technology and yet has some morality behind him. Now, I'm not saying what he did was right or wrong. Is he a traitor or isn't mm-hmm. he? But he 
he did shed to light a yeah, lot of the inner workings and almost unconstitutional ways that the Shit, government is spying on yeah. us. Definitely. Definitely. Did Trump say anything about Edward Snowden? Did he ever say anything about him? Um, not to my knowledge, but I've, I, I've heard some rumors that he'd be, he's, he might pardon him. Really? Or something. And so when he gets out? I guess we'll find out. What, what you think? You think Trump's going to be here for eight? I guess it's going to depend who the Democrats wrangle up in four years. I think if it's a Bernie Sanders, no. If it's Bernie Sanders? Yeah. I think Bernie Sanders won. Uh, I, I know. I don't know. You never know. Hillary is definitely not running again. Uh, she's starting a talk show. No, she's or, not. Yeah. No, she's not. Yeah. And so I get to, to try to stay relevant. So maybe she would try it again and we'll get this whole 2016 madness all over again. It's like, I, th- I think it's like CNN or something. She's starting a talk show. She breaks down when everybody's talking to Just her. Just wait until you get her cackle going when she laughs. She, come on. Man. So who's yours, Pat? Who's your pick? Um, Damn, that's a good fucking pick. Um, You know what? I might have to go with uh, National Intelligence, someone who... I'm gonna have to go with Snowden too, man. That's a monkey good see, monkey pick. Dick. That's a good fucking pick, man. <laughs> you need somebody who can what you call it, who what you said, checks and balances and shit like that. You need somebody who can be like, yo, no, you guys are what's that what's that department that's in uh, every corporate business that's that uh, human resources? Yeah, human resource that's just like basically, yo, you guys are fucking up. Yeah, it's Fair like an independent you. third party. Yeah. You just need somebody who can just be like, yo, you guys are fucking up. And if you guys continue to fuck up like this, I'm 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 telling, <laughs> I'm telling. So you got to be like, all right. We we Snowden is the guy to go. He's the he's the guy. He's the go-to guy, for me. All right. So we're gonna go with U.S. Trade represent uh, representative, designated, Robert Light Thurzer. <laughs> I have a feeling that's not how you pronounce it. <laughs> no, I think so. L i g h t. H I Z E R. I meant as far as that random pause. <laughs> oh yeah. Nah. I mean, he needs a hyphen in there. But <laughs> <laughs> you tell him that. trade representative. Uh, representative. I picked Donald Trump. Yeah. Because like, okay, it's interesting him using his position as president to get you know now Samsung making jobs here in the United States and all these car manufacturers bringing jobs back. So I think we need someone who knows a thing or two about business. And I wouldn't mind myself, since this is my cabinet, so I'm president, I wouldn't mind having Trump being my bitch. I'm like, yo, do what I want you to do or fuck off. I picked Leo from, uh, what you call it, Wolf of Wall Street. (laughs) I need somebody who can... uh, Coke and all, huh? Will and deal. I need somebody who can bring bring home Mm -hmm. the money. I need somebody who can do all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Yes, that... mm -hmm. I need that. I need that passion. I need somebody who can... Who who's who who is willing to bring home all the money back to, back home to the states? So that's why I pick uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character from Wolf of Wall Street, or actually any any movie character from uh, that has something to do with Wall Street. Even the movie Wall Street that had a <laughs> a fucking. Can we uh, pick Bane then? Since he kind of it wasn't really Wall Street, but he did get that stock market in oh, the third did. Batman movie. Yeah, but. But his is more anarchist. Yes, yes. I named nah, he's a Trump. Mind you, these people who we have who are uh, who are below us as a, a cabinet members, 
you know, some of these people might try to overthrow us kind of shit. And I wouldn't want Bane because I know for a guaranteed fact that he would try to overthrow me. Because <laughs> I'm going to have to have Batman somewhere in the line just so he can watch But him. maybe if you're married to Talia all, all cool, then. Yeah, he'll leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. At least according to Christopher Nolan. <laughs> all right. And uh, the next one, we're going to White House Chief of Staff, Rince Prebus. Actually, it's Reince. Reince? He doesn't like it when people call him Reince. Right. Why? Why is it right? <laughs> well, he's like the he-, he was the head of the Republican National Committee, so obviously right. he's a moron, so he does not know how to pronounce his name. Or he r- expects everybody to pronounce his name. It's like Martin that we know. <laughs> this guy we know, Martin. His name is spelled Martin, but oh my gosh, let's call him Martin. <laughs> and we're going to tell him this. Yeah. We'll tell him. We'll definitely tell him at the 44 minute of this episode. <laughs> it's like Chris you is telling your name out. off. You need to check you need to check a look at that. <laughs> All right, so who do you got? I picked Pepper Potts. Oh. Because if, if she can keep up with Tony Stark, yeah. and even before he put her in charge of Stark Enterprises, you know she ran his company before then, and if she can do that and keep up with Tony, then... Yeah. She could definitely handle uh, the my White House. And she's a good look, too. Oh, was well, She's kind of old now, Gwen Paltrow. Well, I remember there was that, uh, I think it was, uh, what was it? I think it was uh, Iron Man 3 when she was walking around with no shoes around the house. And I was like, she looks comfortable. And I was like, yeah, she looks sexy, comfortable. So comfortable <laughs> she was wearing a sports bra in the end. Ah, what do you want to do? But she's like in her mid to late forties now. It's not. Yeah. It's not like when she was like in Shakespeare and Love type of oh, no, age. No, 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 no. Maybe How the maybe she... maybe the Gwyneth Paltrow twenty years ago. How tall is Gwyneth Paltrow? She uh, seems. She looks a little tall. I don't yeah, know. she does. Alexa, how tall is Gwyneth Paltrow? Gwyneth Paltrow's height is five feet and nine inches, one hundred seventy-five centimeters. Okay, so she's taller than Tom Cruise. Yeah, she is. I thought she was gonna. I thought. Uh, which I thought Alexa was going to tell us that she's like fucking six foot or something. But all right. That's good. Um, oh, for my pick for chief of staff, I'm going to go with Pam from the office. Because uh, she's she's dope. That's the person who you wants to, to answer your phone. What, what, what was the name of the play? What was the name? Dunder Mifflin. This is Pam. That's perfect. That is fucking perfect. Like, yeah. Pam. It's a good pick. Yes, that is. <laughs> so we're going to the next one. Um, Secretary of Homeland Security. As of right now, we got John F. Kelly. What's and uh, my pick was John Wick. Okay. Need like someone that. who knows a thing or two about security. Yeah. And Me what so is well. necessary. Yeah. And just sometimes you just shouldn't ask questions and just go balls to the walls. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put everybody down. You need someone who can overreact after someone kills his dog. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you need someone who, who does that. Who kind will of go stuff. out of his way to get his car back too. Yeah. Even go though it's smashed up in the process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, John Wick is a good... Okay, for Homeland Security, who am I going to go with? Um, Homeland Security... I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this list that uh, I had months ago, now I don't have it anymore. So right now I'm just trying to go off the tip of my head. And nice show prep, Pat. Yeah, 
My mistake. My person, I need somebody who's a computer. Johnny Five, Homeland Security. Just because... Uh, Aren't they remaking that movie? No, oh, please, Lord, don't tell I heard, me. I think don't tell are. me that. They, they need to stop. That, that movie's a classic already. I'm sure they will though, after Scarface. Oh, wait, they're doing that. Yeah. But who's... Yeah, but... At the time when they were, when they were making Scarface, they were saying Leonardo DiCaprio was going to play Scarface. But now they have someone else. Thank think, God. Yeah. Although I think he would he has the persona, but I'm, I just... It will, it will, he just can't do it. He dies in a lot of movies. I realize that, Leo. He dies in a lot of... Uh, Good movies. He just likes no, time. Not really, I can't say that. Uh, Great Gatsby was a good movie. I saw it and I didn't enjoy it at all. I loved it just visually speaking, like story. Like I'm not really a big F. Scott Fitzgerald fan, but the mm-hmm. look though, it's just so beautiful to look at. How that? Well, well that was nominated for best like cinematography, and yeah, that that lost to wasn't it Gravity? Yeah, he lost to Gravity that year. So a, a completely filmed in a green screen film. One. Well, actually, there was a lot of green screen in Great Gatsby, but still, overall, that art direction, how it played in with cinematography, it was just beautiful. It got nominated for, what you call it, for costume design, too. It it won costume design. Everybody everybody likes the 20s. Speaking of uh, Great Gatsby winning uh, an Oscar for it, let's give a shout-out to uh, Suicide Squad for winning an Oscar, too. (laughs) I see you over there, Delgado. Yeah, Suicide Squad won an Oscar for uh, costume design. And uh, I think it was well deserved. Just throwing that out there. But uh, Johnny Five is going to be my pick for. <laughs> I just have to throw that in there because I'm really happy that Suicide Squad won an Oscar. I'm not because all those people who were just hating on that movie, I can always go back to just saying, but that that movie that you hate so much won an Oscar. Thank you. <laughs> it won an Oscar. Okay, uh, we're going to go to the next one. Oh, Secretary of Veteran Affairs. Here we go. Secretary of Veteran Affairs. Right now we have David J. Shulkin. Okay, I'll, your pick? I lost my list. Hold on. Okay, uh, <laughs> I, I picked a Desmond T. Doss, okay. who was the man that uh, Andrew Garfield's character was in Hacksaw Ridge. So I figure if you can... In the middle of the Battle of Okinawa, you save like over 50 people without a rifle and you get a Congressional Medal of Honor. Right? That's heroism, that's sacrifice, that's character, that's everything all in a one. And, and, and I think that's a really nice type of guy to have in charge of vets and helping yeah, them out right. because those are the people who really deserve the best health care and for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got that right about that. And if the government can't even figure that out, the least they could do is get someone with that with the right type of persona like Desmond Doss to get the job done and help our vets. Hmm. All right. Well, my pick for uh, veteran affairs is going to be uh, Jad Nicholson's character and uh, yeah, I forgot the name of the movie. A few good men. Not one who flew over the cuckoo's nest. No, a few good men <laughs> because the you fact can't that handle he, the truth. Yeah, just because. The way that uh, he cared so much about his country and his people, he, you know, I, I guarantee that he'll care that much about his vets. And I could see him running into my office telling me that I can't handle the truth and I need him on the wall. And I'm like, yo, dude, I don't think we have the money. He would basically convince me that um, I need to give him this money for the vets. Even though if I was president, man, guaranteed, man, these if you're a veteran, dude, you 
you're basically going to be living it up. <laughs> I mean, if I see Jack Nicholson, he tells me to do something, I'd probably do it. Mm-hmm. How's he doing? Because I know they, uh, they said that he had uh, Alzheimer's. I know he kind of retired, but I read somewhere that I, he's doing an, a movie now, another really? one. Because he, he hasn't done anything in yeah, a long, long time, time. But I think he, ha- he has a role coming up in some film he's shooting. Well, Jack, just I uh, hope if you're out there, man, we're looking forward to it. <laughs> if you got that role coming up, oh, we, yeah. we're looking forward it's to long it. Long overdue. Yeah. Okay, uh, we got you and uh, Sean Connery. God damn it. I need to see Sean Connery on the screen, man. I know. Just the fact your last film <sighs> was a shit show. was garbage. You got to end it on a better note. Like, yeah. If only like, The Rock was your last film, then okay, I would give you kudos <laughs> for that. Oh, man. Yeah, but... Uh, Sean Connery and uh, Jack Nicholson. Both of you guys need to come out of retirement and put out some good shit. Okay, we got a... Okay, here we go. Secretary of Education. Right now we have Elizabeth Prince DeVos. Everybody know who this is because everybody believes that uh, she is not qualified for the job. But should should there even be a Department of Education? You know what? I hear a lot of people talk about that kind of shit, and they're saying that Trump is doing this just because he wants to like get rid of that whole Department of Education. But to me, it's like, why would? What if it? What if he's not doing that? This you know goes I mean? into the right versus left, and well, Reagan tried to get rid of the Department of Education. He was stopped by his own party. But there's people like myself that feel that there are some things which are best left to the states. There is no mention of education anywhere in the Constitution. But we have a Tenth Amendment where anything not stated here is left to the states. Mm-hmm. One of those is education. And do you think that the states where it's closer to where you live, other than bureaucratic-filled Washington, knows what's going on in your school better? True. And it's just, True, look, just, just look at all the I money think... that's wasted, too, in the name of education. Like we, we spend more money per student than anywhere else in the this planet and yeah we're barely in the top third and actually when we had the department of education started it i think it was under carter or nixon i'm tempted to say it was nixon uh the united states was placed number one in the world for education now we're like i said we're barely in the top third we're like 33 on the list so it just shows you just can't funnel all this money give it back to the states as long as it's like a standard kind of thing i know the standardized test or something like that but i'm thinking which is a joke remember those days those scantron tests and fcat or whatever they call it now fucking days at all man because those tests took fucking forever they gave us free food true but (laughs) i remember when uh we had to come on a saturday to school what i didn't i didn't take i I remember like for like uh it was like the act or the yeah like those college standardized tests, yeah, like the SAT, oh, like that was like on Saturdays. Yeah. But I had to come on a Saturday, right? And it was like you had to come around like eight o'clock or nine o'clock in the morning, get there. I need to pay for it. You pay like forty bucks for those tests or something. Dude, my friend, I remember him not wanting to take the test, but his parents forced him to take it. And yo, I remember as soon as we sat down to take the the, the fucking test, he got up so quick. It was like he got up within like 10 minutes of the test actually being like starting. And I looked at him like, what the fuck? I talked to him that Monday after the whole situation. He was like, man, I just didn't give a fuck, man. I just didn't give a fuck, man. So I just bubbled in whatever the fuck I did. I looked at the back of the page, see what's the last, what was the last number. And then I just bubbled in all of it. I'll teach his own. Ah, man. I mean, right now he's, he works at a, what you call it? 
He, he fixed cars. So he should have done a little bit better job on his standardized tests. Like, I mean, I mean, just just do it just to just to see what happens. You know what I mean? People do tests online all the time just to see uh, where they where they land. You might as well just do it for that. Oh yeah. Okay, so for education. So you may not even have somebody in your position right now. Well, <laughs> since there is a person, I did pick uh, Elizabeth Hasley Halsey, mm. who is a Cameron Diaz's character in Bad Teacher. Because okay. there's someone who really did not give a damn. So you want somebody who could just be a terrible at their fucking job, so you can get rid or of or just that. someone who was crazy hot. I think oh, yeah. some students need some incentive to learn. I mean, oh, yeah. like I know when I went to school, I didn't care. But if I had someone in, at the top who was pretty hot, you get you, you care a little bit. You care just a little, a little bit. You care a little bit more. All right, for education, I am. Um, oh, for education, who will I go with? Oh, I'm gonna go Andre three thousand and uh, that cartoon show that was him. Uh, I need somebody who's fun to. Oh. Miss Gris, Miss Griswold from uh, Magic School Bus. That's my pick. From the Magic School Bus, she'll be the best, the best one ever because she has a Magic School Bus. She'll give that technology to us, so then we'll have Magic School Buses all over the fucking uh, United States. Kids will be able to go inside people's bodies to actually understand how. Let's wait until the Russians hack that, and then you'd be stuck in someone's body. And then the bus would just explode right inside your yep. body, kind of thing. Well, I mean, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. As of right now, <laughs> her being in charge, she'll make school fun again. Kids will start learning again. And we'll make America great again. Boom. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to go to uh, Secretary of Energy. We got James Richard Perry. And my pick was Tony Stark. Because he obviously pick. knows a thing or two about energy. I mean, you make an arc reactor in the middle of Iraq. Yeah. With your bare hands. That's a good pick. I picked, um, what's the dude from uh, Watchmen? The guy who's pure energy. Oh, Mr. Um, uh, Manhattan. Mr. Manhattan. I pick him because uh, all we got to do is just plug him into like uh, a generator or something like that. He'll just power up all of the United States. Just keep him in there. Just say, yo, just chill here for a little bit and you'll be all right, man. You'll be good. <laughs> you got you to gotta pick Delgado? You got a pick? <laughs> All right. Um, now we're going to Secretary of Transportation. Right now we have uh, Elaine L. Chow. I think, yeah. Elaine. Like Lindsey Graham's wife. Lindsey Graham? Yeah, you know, the moron Republican. BFF's uh, fuck buddies with uh, John McCain. Oh, okay. He, he got like he was he ran for president. And was got like one percent of the vote. He dead Poor last. Guy. Poor guy. <laughs> You're all right in my book, man. <laughs> uh, he definitely is not to me. My pick was uh, Johnny Cash. One of my favorite Johnny Cash songs was oh. "One Piece at a Time," where oh. over a, a period he basically made a car in his garage by stealing parts from a his car manufacturer. Really? So I think if you know how to assemble a car mm-hmm. using all these random pieces, then be an interesting uh, Secretary of Transportation. Hmm. I picked uh, Nightcrawler because he can uh, bamf anywhere he wants to go. Is that an actual word? 
Yeah, I think that's the way they put it in the comic books. B A M F. Bamf. So he just bamfs everywhere he wants to go. We'll 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 break down his DNA. We'll figure out how to do it, and then we'll just uh, teleport everywhere we want to go. You late for work? No, you're not. Not anymore. Not anymore. I was there uh, in two seconds. Boom. Or, or you want to assassinate uh, King John Un? You just bamf, shoot him, and then bamf out. But it just bamf right the fuck out of there. Yo, what, you see, here's the thing. A funny thing that you bring up uh, King John Un. Um, what happened? <laughs> what was the situation with that? Did, did somebody kill his brother or something? No, he killed or well, first killed his uncle with like an artillery shell and blew him to pieces. And he did it again like a couple weeks ago with like five people. He has a serious that's issue. What about, like that's what's been happening. He's just been killing people. Like he's your typical tyrant slash communist, right, Delgado? Because I know that they said that he banned his brother from coming back into the country just because his brother went to Disney World. <laughs> like because he wasn't invited. No, his brother <laughs> took his family to Disney World. They but him, yeah. Nice. And he wasn't invited. That was fucked up. <laughs> Dude, that is like some fucked up shit. Now his brother can't go home with his family. He's like, oh, so we we just live out of the country. That's what it was. Like, one of his brother got assassinated too, right? He's been killing his own family members. It would not surprise me. Mm, maybe they try to do Maybe they try to pull off a coup. Maybe. That could have been. Well, pretty I mean, soon Trump's going to bomb him. He's sending the so? B. He's sending B one, B two bombers to South Korea right now. Shit's about to go down. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, now we got Secretary of House and Urban Development. As of right now, we have Benjamin S. Carson Jr. Ben Carson, Mr. Slave Trade and all, Mr. Slave Trade, Mr. Uh, Cooning it up, as what some people might be calling them online. But um, hmm. Yeah, my pick was uh, Longfellow Deeds from another Capra movie, mm-hmm. um, played by Gary Cooper. And actually, uh, Adam Sandler played this in his uh, Mr. Deeds movie. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, so he inherits like millions of dollars, and he basically invited all these homeless people and gave them money and gave them like a plot of land. Here, you farm this land. That's how you pay off this loan I'm giving you. So he just gave all his money to the poor. And actually, instead of just wasting money, it's like if you walk past a homeless person, they ask you for a few bucks. I'm sure at one time or another, we've all given people some money, mm-hmm. which is temporary. I mean, would you much rather give someone the means to produce for themselves yeah. and have a little dignity? Mm-hmm. And that's what Longfellow Deeds did. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Damn. Uh, for my home uh, house of uh, housing and urban development, oh shit, who would I pick for housing and urban development? These nuts. Uh, I need someone who's uh, who can. Oh, Bob the Builder. <laughs> he can build houses with little to nothing. Literally. And. Uh, if he can get kids to do it and get into uh, building houses and stuff, he can get everybody else. So I pick Bob the Builder. That's my pick for housing and uh, home development. Okay, now we're going to Secretary of Health and Human Services, Thomas Price. That's our second Price, right? That's the Price, right? <laughs> no, okay, that's our first Price. That's the only Price. Okay. 
and my pick was Doctor Strange. Oh, shit. Because figure you're a brilliant doctor, mm-hmm. and since uh, you're tapped into the multiverse, you can even save people yeah, through health and all in the multiverse, too. So he can help your alternate self in this other dimension, too. All right. Um, my pick for health and human services is uh, need a healer. So I'm thinking about going with... Uh, I don't want to use it right now. I'm not going to use them right now. No, I'm not going to use them right now. I need somebody who can be a healer. Uh, any healer from World of Warcraft, basically, is going to be my character. Because as long as they can just heal with their powers and their mana is high, you're good to go with me. So if you're out there in World of Warcraft, I'm looking for uh, uh, health and human <laughs> services. Thank you. Should you give it to Martin then, since whenever we play Battlefield, he's a medic. Yeah. Actually, I'm I'm occasionally a medic too. Yeah, but you know what? He doesn't heal that much, man. He just, he revives you, but sometimes he revives you and you only have like 25% health. Yeah. Or Birdo, he charges it up. Oh, he charges it up? Birdo does. I remember they had arguments about that yeah. kind of shit. And well, whenever I heal, it depends what mood I'm in and if I'm taking fire. <laughs> yeah. If, I understand if you take it fire, you're not going to. If I'm taking fire, much rather revive someone and hopefully they get shot. And it gives me that extra second to then shoot whoever is shooting them. Taking one for the team. <laughs> All right. Okay. We're going to go to Secretary of Labor. Designator. Designated to Alexander Acosta. And my pick was Grant Matthews. Mm. And this is staying true to my Frank Capra. This is probably like the fifth pick from Frank Capra movie. <laughs> and he was a Spencer Tracy's character in uh, the State of the Union. And... At least in this movie, so Grant Matthews, he runs for president. Mm-hmm. And he's introduced as like just an everyday person, like mm-hmm. a typical Frank Capra main character. And But in this character, he as he's running for president, and keep in mind, this movie came out in 1946. Mm. He had to a- appeal to all these other groups. So you have to start talking certain ways to get other people's votes. So you want like so-and-so's vote, you have to talk like this. You, So he basically lost his principles and who... He was in order to hopefully become president. And then he basically has a nervous breakdown on live TV and saying, I'm a politician now. I've been lying to you. So he had some humility at the end. Wow. Okay. But I picked him for labor because at least in that movie, he was a big uh, corporation, like corporate guy, but had everyday small people principles and values Hmm. before he got corrupted, which shows you that absolute power corrupts absolutely. Well, shit. You see, my my pick is not that deep, because um, <laughs> I'm most likely just. Luckily, I kind of prepped a little bit for this. Yeah, I prepped too, man. But <laughs> like months ago, when I said we should do this, bro. Yeah. Oh my gosh, my my pick uh, is gonna be somebody for labor. So I'm gonna pick. Um, shit. Uh oh, Vince Lombardi. Because he's a coach, and uh, he'll get you. He'll get you to that championship. Got your own trophy, so might as well. Yeah, he'll get you to that championship. He got the he got Green Bay to the championship. I mean, he got a trophy named after him. So, what better coach than be Vince Lombardi? Get you doing some labor shit. All right, now going to Secretary of Commerce. Now, right now we have Wilbur. Never seen that name before. Wilbur L. Rose Jr. He's obviously doing a good job since I've never heard of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's commerce. 
What's that? Um, we can we can Google it. We can uh, Alexa. What is the job of Secretary of Commerce? Hmm, I'm not sure God what you meant it. by that question. Thanks for the help, Alexa. What is the job of Secretary of Commerce? Sorry, I didn't understand the question I, I heard. Alexa, what is commerce? Is it trade? Commerce has a yeah. few different meanings. As a noun, one, transactions, sales and purchases, having the objective of supplying commodities, goods and services. Two, the United States Federal Department that promotes and administers domestic and foreign trade, including management of the Census and the Patent Office, created in 1913. Three, social exchange. Especially of opinions, attitudes, etc. Okay, so so far it looks like uh, this person probably deals with because he's high on the list. So I'm thinking that he deals with foreign trades. You think? I think it's trade in general. Just trade in general. I think between states because there's interstate commerce and yeah. So I mean, so I I, I think I think my pick was Billy Ray Valentine from Trading Places, Eddie Murphy's character. Ooh. Because I, I, I love that movie, and I love it when he is uh, kind of being taught his job by the Duke, bro- Duke and Duke, the Duke brothers. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's basically saying, like, oh, you guys are just stealing all this money. And he's saying it in, like, layman's per- terms. And yet he could grasp, like, this big Wall Street, <laughs> and, like, just madness. And it's like, yeah, you're just doing all this shit. Oh, my God. My pick... For somebody who deals with commerce, um, I'm gonna have to go with uh, the D- Bermicio del Toro's character in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, just because uh, he has all those collectibles, those collectible items. So, I mean, he had to trade a lot of things in order to get that. So he has to be good at it. Even though I've, I've uh, somebody said that uh, he's not really good socially. Well, like, he even had Howard the Duck, so. He had Howard the Duck. How the hell did he get Howard the Duck? The last of his kind. So I'm going for that one. Now, this is the one that I, I remember from my, my pick before. Secretary of Agriculture. This person who has the job right now was just announced, and it's, it's Sony. No, no. It's Sonny Purdue. What's your pick? My pick was uh, Ray Kinsella. Who was Kevin Costner's uh, character in Field of Dreams? So figure, okay, you you grow you corn, uh-huh. and yet you can still grow corn with a big ass baseball diamond in it. Hmm. All around it. Okay, that's a good pick. My pick is the thing because uh, he controls the green, so he can control plants and stuff like that. So we never really have it with him and the Captain Planet working together. We'll never go hungry. I mean, we'll probably turn into vegans, but we'll never go hungry. So that's my pick. <laughs> okay, now we're going. We're, we're coming close. We got like uh, six more to go. Secretary of Interior. What the fuck is that job? Ryan Zink. <laughs> Zink? Yeah. Hmm. Or Zinky, because it has an E at the end. <laughs> yeah. My pick was Gandalf. From Lord of the Rings, because oh, just shit. look how he basically knew everything that was going on in Middle Earth. Uh-huh. 
tells, so tells the hobbits, yeah, here, you go, you go put the ring here. He told... He knows the rules. He yeah, knows and he told Aragon, like, hey, you know, in Battle of Helm's Deep, just wait three days. When the sun comes, I'll be there. And sure enough, he was. Yeah. And he led the Hobbit. And in the Hobbit movies, he led, you know, the group of everyone to basically take he had those the kingdom back. owls that picked them up from when they dropped off the ring. When that's all they need to do in the first place. Why can't they just fly over there in the first place? God damn it. Hell to yeah. Mordor. They could have done that, but it wouldn't have been the three movie, uh, what you call it? Your trilogy out of that, yeah, but but it just shows that he knows an awful lot of what's going on in the interior of Middle Middle Earth. So, I think you need someone with that type of a mindset. Mm. Um, me, um, I need to get someone who's uh, who's in. Ah, I get Alexa. Right? No, not you, Alexa. Just cancel. She's. I get out. Google. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get Google. Google will be my interior because I need someone who knows everything that's going on. Anyone who can give me information, stat. I need the information right now, not yesterday. And I need that person. And that'll be Google. That's that. So if Alexa, see how long it takes her to respond? Yeah. If she was like a little bit faster, like Siri mm. or Cortana, then it may have, she may have been your pick. <laughs> hey, Alexa. Are you better than Google? Google's a search engine, but I'm different. So she answered it and yet didn't. Yeah. (laughs) True politician right there. She already got the job. You're hired. All right. Now we have attorney general. We have Jeff Sessions. This guy is the face of just the White House. So. White House. Of of, uh, of the what you call it. He's the face of. um, The Justice Department. Justice Department, right? That so, has nothing to do with the White House. No, I'm just saying he's the he's the guy who you see when 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 uh, when the press is going to talk to him. The guy who they have right no, now. No, like we have there's the press secretary for that. Really? I thought he was. Uh... Sessions is, is an attorney. He's the attorney general. He leads the Justice Department. Now, who's the dude that they're always making fun of on uh, SNL? Is I, it him? No, I, I forgot who. Okay, he is. then forget it. Good then, job, Pat. Yeah. Well, but who you got? My pick was uh, Mark Levin, mm. and I listen to this guy four hours a day. He has a three-hour talk show and a one-hour-a-day um, TV show. And he's a constitutional attorney. He was uh, Ed Meese, um, who was Reagan's attorney general. He was his chief of staff. And he goes on these big constitutional tirades every day, and that's why I love this guy. And so he definitely knows his craft. And he was the one who broke this whole Russian hacking story that Breitbart picked up on, which Trump tweeted, which got this us all in this whole endless two-week tirade of this whole hacking thing. So it was actually Mark Levin that got the ball rolling on this. Hmm. All right. Um, attorney General. So I have to think of an attorney. Yeah, I got to think of an attorney. I already... Oh, maybe I could use Tom Cruise. and Tom Hanks. No Tom Cruise and a few good men. Not Tom Hanks from uh, nope. Bridge of Spies. No, 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 no. Tom. Because you know that that same that same guy also got our guys out from the Bay of Pigs. True, but I'm going with Tom Cruise just because of what he said to uh, Jack Nicholson at the end of his speech. That whole thing about uh, get out of my god, get out of my courtroom. <laughs> that shit was dope as fuck. Arrest this man or some shit like that. That shit was dope as fuck. And uh, it's Tom Cruise. He's the one who who got a uh, 
Jack Nicholson's character flustered. Got him pissed off. He's the one who brought out the truth out of Jack Nicholson. So you know what? That'll be my person who would uh, who would check Jack Nicholson's character on my list. That'll be my character. Got to you got to put the important people all the way at the top. Now we're going to Secretary of Treasury. Nope, I missed you one. skipped defense. Yeah, Secretary of Defense. We got James Mattis. My pick was General George S. Patton. You need a, a you need a really strong guy who knows a thing or two at the military. He envisioned tank warfare for the United States when he saw it in World War One. So who where would we have been in World War Two without tanks? And it was all because of Patton. And he was willing to slap a few soldiers to get them riled up in the fight for him. And you just look at his third army, what they accomplished in World War Two. I mean they in the middle of a campaign they diverted and went to uh, they did the, the the Battle of the Bulge. They went to Baston to help the save the 101st. Uh-huh. So they traveled like more miles than any other army in history in like three days or something. And it was unheard of as they're just constantly pushing the enemy back. So you need someone who knows a thing or two about just warfare. And he was a scholar like of so history. A fucking pick, man. But um, would you be what 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 would you be the character of uh, Patton? From the movie Patton, or would you be would your character be uh, the Patton you know in the history books? Well, in the movie, because um, he was grandioso in the movies. It was like every everything he said was a speech. Everything he said was like shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the movie did take the persona. Like mm-hmm. there, there were several different personas of the actual man Patton, mm-hmm. and like the one who believed in reincarnation. And the one who was just a hard soldier. And mm-hmm. they covered almost all of the personas of Patton. And even like the speeches were the opening speech of that movie was taken from multiple different speeches that Patton actually gave. Mm-hmm. And George, I admit George C. Scott did a brilliant job portraying Patton. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. Like I, I think they're one in the same in this case. All right. I wonder if they're ever going to make that movie. If they're going to make it. Oh, no. There's movie. some movies which should, should never be done. And that movie is perfect in every way. And not to mention it was shot in 70 millimeter. Hmm. So it's even, also, it still it's even more today. future proof today yeah. than it was. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 70. God damn it. All right. Um, well, my pick for Secretary of Defense is Captain America. Got to fuck up. Oh, so let's get Hydra in you know, the, yeah. the cabinet. Nope. Not that one. <laughs> Captain America. Because... Uh, Hail Hydra. He stands for everything. He he stands for everything that's right about America. And does not like surveillance. Doesn't like it. Doesn't like it. He's not a fan of it. He he was uh anti uh the list, the whole Geneva Convention. Not the Geneva Convention. <laughs> not who, the, who listens to the Swiss whoops. anyway? <laughs> he was he was uh, anti uh what's the name uh that hit list. What's the thing Hydra. that they came out with in the comic books and that was in the movies? Now they're all using it's the whole thing about Wakanda, the Wakandan Act or something like that. The whole thing about every mutant should be registered. Yeah. The registration yep. list. He was he he didn't want that, and I agree with them a hundred percent. There's no list, no none of that shit. Because you know, just thinking about it just brought me up. What about that thing that Trump is uh, starting? That whole voice thing that everything uh, that any immigrants do, any illegal immigrant does, is going to be put out there like all the news is going to be out there like, well, why not well i mean it's just if you're like, here illegally 
and you're here on the goodness of mm. American citizens, and yeah, you're but, abusing our trust. And yeah, but it's like not? you're just you're just targeting just this one thing. Like that's the only thing that they're gonna put on. Uh, like they're gonna they're gonna press. They're gonna put that out uh, on the news. Like oh well, there was this uh, this Mexican person. There was this Haitian person who did this kind of stuff. And the thing that's fucked up about that whole thing is, let's say that uh, you're in a group. You're the only you're the only minority in there. Not not only just minority. You're the only person who's a legal immigrant. Everybody in the whole group, we 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 do we we rob a bank. We kill like three people. We get caught. In that fucking press release, it's gonna say, "Oh wait, there there was this uh, there was this Haitian guy who robbed the bank and he killed three people." It won't say that he did it with all these other people. Who are what you call it? Who are U.S. citizens? Well, it could wake people up to see how many crimes they do, and it's something like a third of all inmates in federal prisons are illegal aliens. Why are they here in the first place? There you go. That's what I think. It's just going to make a hate for immigrants, and I'm not. I'm not. We're all in some way immigrants, and people true. seem to be. Conf- Confusing legal immigration with illegal immigration. Yeah, but the thing is... And out of all this, with this whole immigration thing, they never talk about the American people. How does this benefit the American people? And isn't that the very point of immigration? Yeah, but the the way that people think, as soon as they think immigrant, they just see that people who are different from them. And I just see that there's going to be people... But that's the beauty of America. We are supposed to be a melting pot. And there's an A word, which no one uses anymore. It's called assimilation, where all these cultures... Mm assimilate and be part of this melting pot, which is the American experience. You got to tell me about that, man. I know about that. I lived through that. Yeah, but we don't see that anymore. Well, I mean, yeah, because we're not really supposed to be a melting pot because, like, that whole thing about melting pot, people compare uh, America to, like, a um, a salad now. Yeah, and why is that? It's because everybody's bringing their culture into this, like, Tomatoes taste like tomatoes inside of a salad. Lettuce tastes like lettuce. Banana peppers taste like banana peppers because I like banana peppers on my salad. Uh, olives taste like olives. Um, all these ever like all these flavors. Once you 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 ingest all of them, they taste good all together. Kind of thing. It's not like a melting pot that you know you just got to. But it's a melting pot that you all become the same mm-hmm. and not separated. And so it's like a united we stand. And okay, you may be all in the same bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I just I don't agree with it. To me, it just seems like you just it's like you 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 you're picking at a nerve, man. Like an open wound kind of thing. That's what it feels like. You you really picking like Trump is just picking at an open wound kind of thing. I don't even know if it's well. That's one of the reasons why he got elected. He picked at an open wound, and I guess the American people. Like, they like they they're like hey you know we we've them. been telling you to do something about this problem because it is it, it, it's gotten worse no if ands or buts as far as the amount of people crossing our borders uncontrollably the way it is I mean but what well, what's the per some of these people who are crossing our borders like uh, illegally some of them are families some of them just want to get out of or some of them send their children here and they stay over there because we know like our state department would actually fly in the rest of the family so we don't separate families so our dime is covering bringing doing all this in the first place 
our border is so open that we remember we had like four-year-olds crossing the border on those death trains. That's how little security there there is. Mm. There's a lot of, and this is coming from be... someone like myself. My mother immigrated here. She's from the Philippines. She went through the hoops and barrels. It took her years and lots of money and attorneys to do the legal process. And why should people take the law into their own hands and cut in front of people who are doing it the right way? We're a nation of laws. No, I have no problem with uh, like, And I have absolutely no I have I have absolutely no problem with immigra- immigrants cuz yeah. like I said we're all in some way in some form, way we're all immigrants, I, but I know, you I have to you. control it some way. And what just you just have an open policy like no country can survive that. And when you think about like the millions of people coming in uncontrollably, that's invasion right there. You have to control it somehow. You just can't have an open door policy and just let anybody in. No, I don't. I mean, we don't. We already don't have an open door policy on it. But I just we sure pretty close were for eight years. This whole thing about the the whole thing about like this whole voice thing that he has going on this uh, task force. That's what he called it, a task force. Even though it's not, they're not, they're not gonna be wearing any gear. They're not gonna be going out fighting crime or something like that. They're not. All it is just that they get news from all these different police uh, stations or precincts that says that, oh yeah, oh this guy was an illegal immigrant, and they're gonna put it out. That's the way it's always been. Has it? Has it really? Has it really? Ice working with local municipalities. And just saying that, oh, this. Well, now it's going to be but, like a but, but, now, but, but granted, it was if, state. like, let's say this illegal immigration immigrant does a crime, like murder someone mm-hmm. or something. And generally, that's the red flag that got the local cops to tell ICE, hey, so and so is not only here illegally, but they committed a horrible crime. Mm-hmm. Well, they better not send them back. Wait, if he kills somebody, don't send them back, send them to jail. So send them to jail, so we should just continue to pay for them, like three hots and a, and a cot. It's better than sending them back because I always feel that if you... Like I said, I, a third of federal inmates are illegals. But, and it's yo, federal crimes. If you send them back, he might be able to get out again. And who's to say It's not on our dime. It's not on our dime. Why waste... Up, where, this country is broken enough as it is. Why are we going to spend even more? So you want to just send them back over there? Yep. What happened if he gets out of the jail over there? That's, that's the country that he escaped, and that's their problem. Obviously, Obama thought a lot of that when he did uh, Fast and Furious. What? Don't remember that. This is like two thousand nine. That happened like about the guns and stuff. Yeah, right? running guns to the Mexican drug cartel. Mm-hmm. We're going to put guns in their hands. Yeah, that, that really worked out well. I remember that. At first, you got me mixed up. Like he was in there Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> But I forgot what kind of podcast we're doing right now. All right, now we're going Chris's to... Chris's political tirade. Secretary of Treasury. Did we do that already? Nope. Secretary of Treasury. We have Steve T. McNutchins. McNutchins. Because it's M-N... It's M-N-U-C-H-I-N. McNutchins. <laughs> My pick was uh, Ron Paul. It's got a libertarian who really wants to cut the size of government. What better way to cut government than through the you budget? Know, I've been seeing the. I have a lot of libertarians on my uh, my friends list, and I've been seeing these uh, memes that they post up. And for the most part, it's all right, man. 
but they they some of them it kind of seems like because you know it is just a meme it seemed like it's kind of anarchist like a whole lot of let me be free i want to walk outside naked and not have to stress about anything what's wrong with that you gotta cover up as long as you're wearing a tinfoil hat you're good oh my god (laughs) that's your pick i'm gonna go for treasury i'm gonna go with uh king midas because he has has that touch yeah he has the touch he has the midas touch so if we need gold he just has to cool down with it because we don't want to oversaturate the market. So then or maybe gold. we want him just to touch Trump. That's a lot of gold right there. Man, he'll love it. <laughs> Trump will love it. But uh, that's my pick for that guy, uh, for Secretary of Treasury. We're almost close. Secretary of State. We got Rex W. Tillerson. Tillerson. My pick was my hero, General Douglas MacArthur. Okay. You got the guy who probably won World War II in the Pacific for us. Mm. and But why I picked him is what he did to Japan. He rebuilt Japan from having an emperor mm. to like a monarch system to the free market country that we have now. He in, focused uh, Japan's energy instead of being a military power to being like an industrial and trade power. And he basically gave them a, a bill of rights. He brought prohibition like women could vote which is unheard of. And he did a lot of pro-West things in Japan, and there wouldn't be a Japan if it wasn't for MacArthur. So we need a type of mentality in Washington to bring back some America and do it. <laughs> okay. Need for America. My pick for uh, Secretary of State is um, I'm going with uh, Optimus Prime. Uh, because um, he's the leader of the Autobots, if you don't know. And... They uh they haven't taken an L yet. They've been winning this uh this battle on many different planets. Although going by the trailers for the new movie, it looks like he's been corrupted or the his makers have kind of corrupted him or something. Out, a little fallout. Looks there. like he does something to Bumblebee in this movie. I don't. We'll find out him? in May. Yeah, I don't. We'll know. find out. <laughs> it looked like he kills Bumblebee in this trailer, but we'll, we'll see. Now we're going to the last one on the list. Vice President. As of right now, we got Michael R. Pence. And just think about it. All you anti-Trump people, do you really want Pence in the presidency? So it's going to come at a cost if you really want to get rid of Trump. What do you think, Delgado? Do you want Pence rather than Trump? Mm, I say no, dog. (laughs) Pence is worse than Trump. His, his His views, it's always, every time I hear it, I'm like, no. Mm-mm. That whole thing about a uh, pregnancy, uh, the, what you call the abortion thing, I'm like, Mm-mm. nah, man. Uh, what else does he... he is like conservative to the point that he reminds me of those people who lived on your block that don't want to come outside. That if you step on on their yard, he'll just come out and just start, hey, get off my fucking yard. And I had a guy like that on my yard, two guys, two people when I was growing up. Well, I think you're, conserv- you're um, confusing conservatism with... Um, uh, Crazy neighbors. No, um, <laughs> with populism, because hearing him now, he's definitely not a conservative anymore. He's a populist, which really? is fitting what Trump is. Really? There's a difference. The populism movement in this country actually... What is that? You, got a, you want me to ask uh, Alexa? Yeah, let's see, what Ale- let's see if I disagree with Alexa. Alexa. I have several exclusive deals today, including Samsung SmartThings Hub, 
second generation, works with Alexa. It's $83.74 total including tax. That's awesome. After a discount of $20. Okay. Um, Alexa seems to be doing some stuff right now. She's, she's still talking. Would you like to buy it? No. <laughs> okay. My next deal is no, Purina Wagon stop. Train Chicken Jerky Tenders Dog Treats. What was the question I was going to ask her? Cancel. Sorry, I'm having trouble understanding. No shit. Alexa, what is a populist? The word populist means someone who advocates the rights of the common people over those of the elite. That sounds about right. That's what he's about? It's, that's what he's about. It's to an extreme. Because, okay, the populist movement in this country started in the, in the late 1800s. Okay. And it was, it was kind of, if I remember right, it was started mainly by farmers. Okay. And farmers. It, it was, it's more like a protectionist ideology. Okay. And even Bernie Sanders is pushing this too, as far as like protection for United States workers. Okay. Okay. And it's that to the extreme. And going with Pence, Pence was a big conservative, but you seeing how he is accepting this rhino care, this new Obamacare version 2.0 thing. That is not a conservative. And there's other, like as far as like the big government things that Trump will be pushing, that is not a conservative. He is, so he's kind of morphing into a populist. And a lot of people in this country is confusing conservatism, i.e. small limited government with populism, which is which in this country was a precursor well, you know to I think socialism. the reason why people are confusing them is because the people who are uh, would you say populist are like generally taken as republicans like you don't see people well you just said bernie sanders he's on the left but and, he ha he agrees with the same protectionist ideologies and one of the big things is trump's uh, 20 percent tariff do it man everybody like to put people in categories man they, everybody feels comfortable and safe putting people in categories. Like, um, I mean, it's it's a terrible way of going about life, uh, but it's that's the only way that people feel safe about certain things. Like, um, like shoot, people say, uh, like, oh, uh, oh, I'm I'm black, so for the most part, that they think that I'm a robber or something like that, and really. I don't really even see you in my eyesight. <laughs> Just trying to walk by you, but you're walking really fucking slow. You over here concentrating on gripping your purse, but you should be trying to concentrate on taking three steps to the left so I can just get right by you. You know, people like to put people in categories. And I didn't know that he uh, he felt that way about uh, certain things. Because as far as I know, Mike Pence, his views on uh, abortions... Which I don't align with uh, his his views on. Well, he hasn't even talked about um, minorities at all, so I don't even know what his views are on that. But just it's like the feel that you got from him, like the feel that you get from him. And on top of that, man, he he aligned himself with Trump, and it's like whatever happens to Trump, it happens to you. It's like you're guilty by association. So it's like, oh, so this is your boy. So this is this is how you think too, because. Man, or oh, remember that post that I made up about uh that video that I posted up about that girl who's getting catcalled and shit like that. Hard that, to forget. Yeah, <laughs> that Alberto uh, and Martine they said they got fucking messages saying that. Well, so this is how your friend thinks. You think the same way? I don't give a fuck. 
<laughs> but I know they probably give a fuck because people think that, oh, well, you know, I hang out with Pat. So since Pat thinks that way, they think that. Or I they, they just do it to pull your strings like they do with me. I know they do that to pull my strings, but I like it. I was bored that day when I made that goddamn post. Obviously. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed <laughs> that post at the time, but I had to take it down because there was a, a chick who uh, I wanted to talk to and she, we, we became friends on Facebook. And I couldn't have her see a post like that from me so early in a relationship. Self-censorship. I couldn't see. Hey, I had to, man. I got to be my own CIA. You know what I mean? I have to be my own CIA because CIA is not going to be like, take it down. I think they're just nosy as fuck. They got nothing better to do. And they probably listen to this podcast as we're recording. Taxpayer dollars well spent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, my VP pick going back on course is Chuck Norris. Chuck Happy birthday, by yes, the way. Yes, his birthday was recent, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I wouldn't mind if I was president, I mean, President Kennedy. Mm-hmm. What better person to have your back than Chuck fucking Norris? True. Chuck Norris as vice president. Who can I have as my vice president? Needs to be someone who's uh, who aligns with me. Who can it be? You know, he is a Republican. I'm going with um, <laughs> I'm going with Zach Morris. Just based on no, 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 not him. I can't go off with Zach Morris because his power. He'll want to. He want to go for that number one headband. He'll want to be president, so he'll probably get me killed or impeached. I need someone who who I can't be threatened by, but it's also a good shit. Who could it be? Who could it be? Um, oh my gosh, I don't even know. You know what? I'll do Tony Stark. Just based off of, uh, he'll give me a suit. And I, the way that he's cool with Rhodey, I just have him just fly around and stuff. I just I wear the suit all the time. And you could pee in the suit, so I basically don't have to take it off. You probably could poop in there too. I have a very vivid imagination, Pat. <laughs> I'll be, you know, I'll fight my own crime. I'll just go around as president of the United States. Just uh, you'll lead by example. Yeah, I'll lead by example. So I'll be patrolling uh, New York today. So any crime that's happening in New York, you get a, a swift kick from justice. <laughs> and I just have a, the writing of justice on my fucking left leg, just so people know that uh, I mean business. <laughs> And that's our picks, ladies and gentlemen. This must be like a record-long podcast. Look nah, man. I tell you, man. You guys, if you listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, I mean, at least for us. Oh yeah, not the longest. Have one you we've do ever had done one was, this long before, dude? Remember the long one that we ever had was uh, the Suicide Squad one. That was an hour thirty-eight minutes. The Suicide Squad one was like two hours and something. No. yeah, it was really long. That was a long one. Because I was bickering with uh, Kevin the whole time. We had like fucking a crowd of people who saw the fucking movie and they all had something to say about it. This one right here was, um, it was, it was a long one because, I mean, we had all that fucking list, but we talked about a lot of topics. I hope everybody enjoyed this podcast. I hope everybody enjoyed the sesh that we had. Uh, say bye, Alexa. There we go. Uh, Alexa. Can you play us off with a little bit of music? Here's a station you might like, Nas.
enjoyed this uh, episode. I've been Pat. And I'm Chris, President Kennedy. Yes, and we'll catch y'all later. Peace. Get murdered on the humble guns of last niggas tumble. The corners is the hot spot full of mad criminals who don't care. Guzzling bears, we all stare at the out of town. They better break north before we get the four pounders and take their face off. The streets is filled with undercovers, homicide chasing.